This episode is sponsored by waiting like an entire year, asking your friends to call into your show and then waiting an entire year to put it out, at least. Thanks for waiting, guys. Hello and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, where I don't do this show alone anymore, apparently. Um, we're gonna... Hi, I'm your host, Gabriel Rodriguez. I have waited an entire year to do this, and my motivation today is that Susan is going to help do this trivia episode with me. How's it going, Susan? Hello. It's going good. Good, good. Are you ready to annihilate some... Princess Bride trivia. I'm ready to fail miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I like your attitude. Okay, so the way this was going to work an entire year ago was I asked several of my friends to call in and ask me trivia questions about Princess Bride because I'm like, I know everything about Princess Bride that there is to know. So ask me questions so I can prove my <laughs> amazing ability. Nerd status. Yep. Turns out not so good at the first uh, first question. Um, but I encourage everyone to play along. Oh, and also I apologize for the varying sound quality. Uh, we have the heater in, on in here, so you can probably hear that. Uh, you probably hear the dishwasher and my computer sitting on the table. And also, uh, I had to edit some of the uh, my friends recordings and especially this first recording i really apologize i had to do tons of things to it so um probably doesn't sound the best but thank you Nathan and joanna <laughs> they 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 did great despite that i don't want people to feel like oh I, my sound quality is not so good doesn't matter that's the dishwasher. Goodness gracious. Oh my goodness. Sounds like somebody's pouring down like a gallon of water down on the drain. It's emptying. Good it's gravy. It's done. Okay. Anyway, I should mention that I also asked them other questions like what is, what's your first, uh, what was the first time ever seeing Princess Bride? What are some of the inside jokes that have come out with it? Uh, because of it with your family and stuff. Uh, and what are your favorite quotes? So... Uh, this, should, this, this should be good. Here we go. First clip, Nathan and Joanna. Hello. This is Joanna. Hello. This is Nathan. <laughs> and we're here to talk about Princess Bride for Gabe. Uh, Nathan and I are both talking about that we don't exactly know when we first saw this movie. No, I do not remember. It's It's been, no. I must have been really, really, really little because I remember way, way, way back. Yeah, I all I really remember is I think watching it on TV. Uh, did you instantly love it or did it grow on you? I can't remember. I think I was probably watching it with my dad and my sister, and my sister and I get our really cheesy humor from our dad, and my mom just sits in the corner and glares at us and goes, why am I in this family? So I'm pretty sure we just laughed about its total jokey cheesiness, and uh, I noticed watching it today, like I knew all this, but like when Fezzik's on fire supposedly approaching the 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 the, the castle 
it's just like this I knew it was not him but there's not even like anything that resembles a face in his cloak as he's on fire and it's just like so there's this mannequin face it's not even a mannequin it looks like a board it's just like a board (laughs) like boarded up anyway super cheesy (laughs) super cheesy yeah but I love it I know uh, inside jokes oh Um, I I was having one more story oh go um I was just gonna say that like growing up it was kind of one of those Sunday afternoon movies in my family we would some weeks my dad would put in like the Matthew movie um some weeks we'd put on I mean they would always put on something semi-quiet and usually kind of cheesy but it was like, like family favorites and it was fun so that's that's what I remember it as and so I would I remember watching and my dad would fall asleep on the sofa while I watched um, inside jokes. Well, obviously, there's like Inigo Montoya lines. There's lines that characters what do. Montoya line. We don't talk yeah, about the oh, Inigo Montoya. Oh, we don't speak line. of that. Oh, I was gonna say the the Fezic rhyming thing. You know, like just being with people randomly and then all of a sudden being like, anybody want a peanut? Yeah. For no reason. We use that a lot. We'd also use the anyone anybody want a peanut line in my family. Usually, especially recently, now that I am engaged to you, Joanna. <laughs> Yay! Insert cheering noise here. Um, now that I'm engaged, the line that they've been quoting a lot recently is, oh, "What's what's the name of the the marriage dude?" Mowage. Anytime we talk, I talk about you. Sometimes they'll say stuff like "Mowage is what brings you together today." <laughs> that seems so classically your family. Uh, Favorite quotes, I remember imitating this for Gabe, and I felt slightly self-conscious because it's a male line, but I don't care. It's fun. (laughs) And I tried to sound like Wesley when I said it. Um, I like the line, Wrong! (laughs) Your ears you keep, and I'll tell you why. So that every shriek of every child at seeing your hideousness will be yours to cherish. Every babe that weeps at your approach, every woman who cries out, Dear God, what is that thing? will echo in your perfect ears. That is what to the pain means. It means I leave you in anguish, wallowing in freakish misery forever. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> See, my favorite scene is definitely the sword fighting scene. From beginning to the end, from, even from uh, after Vizzini and Fezzik leave with the princess and um, Wesley's trying to cl- climb up the cliffs of insanity <laughs> and... Uh, and it goes all like, I do not suppose you could speed things up. Well, if you throw me a rope or something. <laughs> this is not as easy as it looks. And then, you know, he climbs up and tells him, he asks him about fingers and, you know, you have the, the quote we don't speak of. And then uh, <laughs> one of the instances of it, I suppose, you know, Inigo tells him his story. And then Wesley's all like, well, whether I'm ready or not, you have been more than kind. He's and then in it goes all like, you seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole sword fight is just beautiful. Which they worked so hard on, too, for so long. Yeah. And so. it's, that, that is my personal favorite scene. Okay, I, while you were talking, I thought of a trivia question. Gabe, what is Count Rugen's actual first name? And then the question becomes, what is Max's wife's first name? And yes, both of these are in the actual movie. Bye! Toodaloo. Alrighty. Do you know the answer to this question? Either of these questions? No.
Not even close. For the record, Joanna, when you asked your question, his face was priceless. He was like, I absolutely have no idea. <laughs> Crap. What's <laughs> embarrassing about that is I originally, when I listened to it, because I listened to this before, and I edited it considerably. Thank you both. Um, <laughs> not really thank you, but it's a bit long. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So I did not know the answer to this a year ago, and I looked it up. Do you think I know it now? No, I don't. I forgot. Again. <laughs> so I still don't know. You got me. Uh, you didn't have time to look that up or anything, did you? Okay. Um, the So I don't know what Count Rugen's first name is. For some reason, what came to mind was Tyrone, because I felt like it was a... a an odd name for that period but that's not it I, I already know that uh susan's gonna look it up the the name of max's wife however is valerie and that i'm almost 100 percent sure of so there you go i don't know who count Ru- what count rugen's first name is but yeah count rugen because it's uh he's like uh, and then you you save the princess and I'm after I kill, kill Count Rugen. I don't remember. So he said something, something after I kill Count Rugen. It's getting late now, and, that, and now I can't remember anything. This is a good time to do trivia. <laughs> but I can't even remember what I was going to say five seconds ago. What's his name? What is that? What? Why is Tyrone on there? I don't know. What even? Okay, so she, she found uh, a trivia actual trivia question and there's like four answers and should I Tyrone? It's Tyrone Vincent Vincentio Vincentito Vincentio. Adrian Mal maybe it's Tyrone. Oh my goodness. It's submitting. You got the last question correct what? Tyrone. It is Tyrone. I'm just it's been so long I've just been very confused. It's Tyrone. Hey alright, alright uh let's just let's just queue up the next clip i don't know who it's by let's say becky let's go for becky by the way becky i love your voice thank you for thank you for submitting it's great here we go okay so first one is tell me your experience with the princess bride um i have a feeling i was pretty young because i remember being a little bit scared during parts of it like not all of it i wasn't like really weird or anything but um the the bit um when they're in the boat and they look behind them and they see that someone is following them and there's a really strange sound effect that the produce, that the filmmakers use and it's this really eerie set of notes that all put together sound just end up sounding really creepy and I remember being a bit creeped out by this when I was younger and I brought it up on YouTube so apologies if I'm breaking any copyright laws but um <laughs> put it on here okay so I can't be the only person who's ever who's who's ever been creeped out by that but anyway 
<laughs> Surely someone backed me up and said that they were a freaked out bit. That bit was also the bit at the Cliffs of Insanity, so that that was that bit. Which actually, I only realised a couple of years ago that I... So I, I'm from like Northern Ireland originally, and um, the where they filmed it is actually in Ireland. It's in County Clare, the Cliffs of Moher. So yeah, I, I was really excited when I heard about that. Like I um, will definitely have to take a wee trip down there one time and uh, take a picture of me at the Cliffs of Insanity. So that is a um, detour, so we'll bring it back to did I instantly love it? Yeah, I, I don't remember instantly loving it. I remember getting into it more the next few times I watched it. In particular one time when I watched it with my youth group and a few of the people who I watched it with were really into it and were like quoting along with the film. And by that point I'd seen it to get the references to to be able to quote along with some of the lines and uh, that was really nice. Like I remember it just being this really nice collective thing. So my favourite quote is, um, you mock my pain. Life is pain, highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. I mean, there are so, so many great lines in The Princess Bride. Whenever I was sort of thinking about how to answer like these questions, um, I thought about like what really sets The Princess Bride apart, like what has actually made it, made it so evergreen. And I genuinely think it's the script because like the action can be dated, the set pieces can be quite plastic and wooden, but the script is so funny and so sharp and fresh that it's always going to be loved. And I don't think the script itself will ever be dated. It will always, always be funny. Right, so trivia. Okay, um, so right at the end of Princess Bride, Wesley challenges Prince Humperdinck to a duel and uh, he doesn't challenge him to the death, he challenges him to the pain whereby he lists certain things that um, Prince Humberdink will lose um, if he loses this duel. Uh, can you name me the third thing that he says that he will lose? Also, um, I suppose bonus points if you can name every single thing on that list. Okay, first of all, no, you're not the only one that got creeped out by that uh, musical tone. It's super creepy. Um, okay, so what is to the pain? What what were they gonna lose? Oh, I I peaked the microphone. Oops. What 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 was he gonna lose? What was the third thing that he was gonna lose? I was gonna say nose. Okay. When so we were talking before. Well, while we were listening to the the recording. I, I was like, okay, so it's, I know, I feel like he said tongue and probably eyes, but I don't remember. And then Susan was like, nose. nose. I was like, ah, but I think that was the first one. So I'm going to say tongue is third. And what are you going to say? I'm just going to stick with nose just because I actually came up with that on my own. Okay. All right. We're going to look it up. Warthog-faced buffoon. That may be the first time in my life a man has dared insult me. It will we'll be, be the last. last. <laughs> to the pain means the first thing you lose will be your feet below the ankles. Oh, boy. Mm. Then your hands at the wrist. Duh. Next, your nose. Hey. Oh, wow, you did it. You too quickly the last time. A mistake I don't mean to duplicate. Wow, amazing. Okay, good. 
<laughs> Wrong. So you were right that it was the first one on the face, but mm. I was right that it was the third thing he says. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel so much better. Great. <laughs> well, good. All right. Becky, let us know if you ever visit the Cliffs of Insanity because I'd be uh, very interested to see what that's like. All right. Up next, Blaine. Hello. My name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. My sister had stayed, had like a little sleepover at a homeschool friend's house, a fellow homeschooler. And they had watched some movies, and one of them was The Princess Bride. They ended up getting the DVD and bringing it to our house, and I was able to first watch it that way. And I really liked it. I liked the humor. I liked the the action. It's got something pretty much for everyone, I think. Gabe had wanted me to pose him a trivia question. So, what was Fezzik's first rhyme in his string of rhymes near the beginning of his parts in the movie? Okay, so there's there's Fezzik saying, anybody want a peanut? And that's the end. That's the last one. Uh, there's Fezzik saying that Vicini doesn't mean any harm. And then, no, uh, Inigo says that. And he's like, he's very low on charm. But I, I can't remember. Fezzik, if, are there rocks ahead? If there are, we'll all be dead. But that's that's uh, early. that's not the first one either. Because there's a... He, uh, he's like, there's a... <laughs> I'm working backwards. I'm going to do the whole scene backwards. He's like, you have a great gift for rhyme. And he's like, yes, some of the time. And that was after the first rhyme. What was the first rhyme? Oh, that's way sorry. too loud. Goodness no, gracious. Sorry. Maybe uh, I'm just going to go with uh, Fezzik. Are there rocks ahead? If there are, we'll all be dead. I don't remember. That's not the first one. <laughs> Whatever. Is that a? Is that an ad? Yes. Unbelievable. I apologize. I should give you my phone. YouTube Red. Want me to send you back to where you were? Unemployed in Greenland. Greenland. Oh, my goodness. There's so much silence. It's just, they're just staring at each other. Inigo is walking over to Fezzik. Oh, he likes to fuss. 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 Then you like to scream. Oh, see, I said it. Kind of. I got the second one. Unbelievable. Charm. Great, great. Okay, great, great. All right. Next up is who is next? Troy. Troy, great. Here we go. Troy. Thank you to Troy again for sponsoring this podcast. That's patreon.com slash game of the box. Here we go. All right, so this is the monologue in the Duel of Wits right after uh, Vicini switches glasses or cups, and, I th- and he thinks that he's won. You only think I guessed wrong, and that's what's so funny. 
I switched glasses when your back was turned. <laughs> you fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war with Asia, but only slightly less known is this. Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> and then he falls over dead. And then in the uh, special editions, he also th- throws in, uh, wow, I can't believe they're making Toy Story 4. Well, a paycheck's a paycheck. Anyway, I'm Troy Wolbrantz from Rise of the Kumquats, huge fan of the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast. Um, so yeah, The Princess Bride, holy cow, this is this is one of those movies that just, I legitimately don't remember the first time I've seen it because it just seems like it's one of those things that was always there. Like there's this running character on the week, if you, if you listen to the Weekly Planet, there's this running gag where Nick Mason will occasionally bring back that character that's the guy who's never seen Star Wars, because <laughs> how... Who hasn't seen Star Wars? It's just me. It's so <laughs> ingrained into culture that how do you just begin to show this to an outsider? You just you're just constantly exposed to stuff like this. So um, I think the Princess Bride is to a lesser degree, but I mean it's just one of those movies that I've always been aware of and always have had some knowledge on. I think my parents constantly quoted it around the house, and then um, I think I must have watched it probably in the teens. <laughs> I think probably seventeen times. At least growing up, yeah, it's weird. There's just I I can't think of an individual point where I didn't know about it and then I knew about it. But I will say, as I've watched over the years, my appreciation for it has grown significantly because at first it was just kind of a fun movie, cool action movie, cool lines. I think I always appreciated how fun the dialogue was, even before I knew kind of the basic idea of dialogue. I knew like, oh, that's. That's hilarious. That's a funny thing that guy said. That's the perfect thing to say in that situation. I think now, as I've gotten into filmmaking, as I've gotten into um, kind of the craft of movie making, it's uh, really started to appreciate more and more how this might be one of the greatest movies of all time from a screenwriting perspective. Because I think one of the big things that a lot of movies, especially over the past year, have failed at is that there's this big thing about, like, we don't give every character something to do. Um, but it's not, it's beyond that. It's beyond just having characters that are useless. It's having characters that just kind of take up space. Um, the Princess Bride doesn't have any characters like that. <laughs> every single character is interesting. And there's this idea that, uh, I mean, you've probably heard of uh, Save the Cat or whatever it is, that idea that you have to, that someone has to do something heroic in order to be admirable. But that's... That's not true. If you want a character to be interesting, you have to have them, you have to give them interests. And kind of like, kind of like in La La Land where uh, what's it, uh, Sebastian's talking about, no, they'll love it because, you're, because you love it, because you're passionate about it. It's the same thing when it comes to characters on screen. And so obviously you get the main couple, uh, you get Buttercup and Wesley, and they love each other and they're really passionate about each other. And that's easy to buy into. And then you get, uh, obviously... Uh, and you want to, oh my gosh, how did I forget that? <laughs> the famous line is literally him saying, hello, my name is Nigo Montoya. How did I forget his name? Um, anyway, so Nigo Montoya, his whole thing is finding the man who killed his father. That He's obsessed with that, and he's willing to sacrifice for that, and we get invested in that. Uh, Physic wants to take care of others. Uh, Vicini wants to prove that he's smarter than others. And then... Count Rogan, the guy who actually killed Inigo Montoya's father, he is extraordinarily into science, and he's willing to sacrifice other people for those sorts of discoveries. And you have Humperdinck, who 
seeks power, but actually is actively scheming and um, has a plan that makes sense. You have these characters who are willing to sacrifice everything, and the only and the main difference between the heroes and the villains is the heroes are willing to sacrifice themselves, and the villains are willing to sacrifice other people. It sounds it sounds so simple in theory, but it's it's surprising how many movies these days just don't give their background characters something that they're interested in, or something they're passionate about, or something that they're willing to sacrifice for. And that's what makes these characters so likable and so interesting is that they are invested. They have investment in this world, and so we, as as audience members, want to be invested in them. And you combine that with really, really good dialogue, really great writing, and you end up with just one of the better scripts, I think, that has ever been written. <laughs> I think as far as lines that just really, really stuck with me, I think truly you have a dizzying intellect. It's just, oh, it's, it's the perfect level of condescending. <laughs> it's a line that is used around my family a lot. Whenever someone's, like, going off on some loud, complicated tangents. Like, especially when... Because little kids will just talk for the sake of talking. I think especially when I was young, like, that was... <laughs> that was something that uh, was used against me. <laughs> so in summary, yeah, I... I think I was always kind of aware of it, but I gradually grew to love it as time went on. When it comes to bad movies, or, I mean, I guess okay movies, the more you learn about it, the more the illusion starts to unravel, and the more stuff kind of starts to fall apart. But when it comes to great movies, the more you learn about it, the more you love the movie. Because <laughs> there's just little details they threw in, little things that just make you love it that much more. I think that's definitely been the case with Princess Bride, just gradually seeing just the craftsmanship of this movie. It's it's incredible. Right here, here's the trivia question. Um, so, man, I really wanted to <laughs> do a behind-the-scenes thing, but you clearly said no. That's uh, I, I, I don't know the, guy, the director's name. I'm aware, vaguely aware of what the movie he did before this was. I wanted to talk about that. But here is the trivia question. How many settings on Count Rogan's machine were there? How many years could be taken off? Anyway, thanks for having me on the podcast. Keep being awesome. Peace. Well, that was awesome. It's that was like listening to a podcast I listen to anyway, and then now I get to respond to it. I love it, and uh, that means a lot that you're that you say you're a great, a, a big fan of the show. I appreciate it, Troy. I mean, not that the donation doesn't already say that, but I mean that's awesome. Thank you. Um, okay. So what was the other thing I was going to say? The other thing I was going to say was that I think you were talking about motivation. So like the, another way to say what you were saying about the characters having interests, which is really cool. Um, I had not really thought about that before, but yeah, the character having a motivation, something that drives them a passion for something does make them interesting. And if they just don't care about anything, you don't care about them. They don't have a goal you don't care if they, you know, do anything because they don't even have a goal. Like, if the thing with characters in a story is, will they reach their goal or won't they reach their goal? That's why Thanos is the main character of uh, Avengers Infinity War, uh, because he reaches his goal. But if they don't have a goal at all, you don't care because there's nothing to care about. Um and the other thing that I was going to say, I wrote it down. Thank you for calling me out on not watching Star Wars. I appreciate <laughs> it. That was funny. Uh, we don't normally record during the while we listen, but... Couldn't resist there. Yeah, we did there. That was fun. Um, 
Oh yeah, and the thing that you were saying about gradually growing to love the Princess Bride, just like any good movie, like over the years, uh, because you learn more about filmmaking. It was the opposite with the prequels for me. I may have mentioned this before. I I don't know what I'm doing with my phone. I really liked it um, as a kid because, you know, lightsabers and space battles and the Force and whatever. It's fun. But as I grew older and learned what good acting was, I it was just painful to watch. So, <laughs> yeah. That's really, that's really cool that you bring that up because I had... A similar like the the opposite because of the same uh principle happened to me with with the prequels okay so the trivia question what's the highest setting in a torture machine <sighs> um, i guess it was 100 uh, yeah at, at first i was like 12 because i don't know that's a number that people like to use i don't know um but just so that because 100 actually makes a lot of sense. Just so that I don't just take your um, answer, I'm going to say 10. So it goes from 1 to 10. Do you have the actual answer? I do have the actual answer. The actual answer is 50. Wow. Okay. I know Count Rugen is like, now describe how you feel for posterity. And Wesley is literally like, <laughs> screwing at the top of his lungs. Yes. Oh, that's such an evil moment. Okay. Um, who's next? Me. Hey, and look victory. at that. All right, Susan and Victory, up next. Here we go. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Hi, I'm Victory. And I'm Susan. And we spent the last couple of days uh, watching The Princess Bride because Gabe requested that we do a little review. So here we go. Uh, Susan, why don't you tell us a little bit about our experience with The Princess Bride? We were discussing when we first saw The Princess Bride, and I think I was in high school at the time, so maybe 16 or 17 years old, and the first time that I saw it, I thought it was the stupidest movie I'd ever seen. I probably agree. Like, I don't remember really thinking it was that great. People had raved about it, probably, that we knew, but we Mm -hmm. just kind of- we didn't watch it with them, so- um, yeah, of course, we watched it by help. ourselves at our house, yeah. probably from the library or something. So, um, But then I was telling Susan that uh, Mirror Mirror came out, and I know you're probably going to hate on this, but like, I feel like Mirror Mirror, if you haven't seen it, I hope you have, I'm sure you have, I feel like it kind of is sort of a parody love story, a lot like The Princess Bride is, and so once I saw that movie, I feel like then going back and watching The Princess Bride again, mm-hmm. I really liked it a lot more. So it definitely grew on me watching it several different times over yeah. the past I definitely years. liked The Princess Bride the second time, and then I think that this time that we just watched it was my third time ever seeing it, and I liked it better than I've ever liked it before watching it this time. Yeah, it was definitely good. <laughs> so... So, unfortunately, we don't really use our inside jokes much with anyone because we didn't watch it with anyone originally or anything like that. Like, I get it when people say, "Yeah, you've killed my father, prepare to die, and stuff yeah. like that, but I I haven't really said that to anyone or yeah, anything like same. that. Um, okay, so, Susan, do you have a favorite quote or a whole scene that you really enjoyed? My favorite scene is the part where they're using their intellect to battle so when they're sitting there with the cups of wine and he supposedly poisoned only one of them and the guy's trying to decide which cup 
has the poison in it, tricks him to turn around and look away, and he switches the cups, still watching him very closely to see if he's actually going to drink it or not. That's just my favorite thing. And then he just kills over and dies. It's just hilarious. <laughs> you thought it was in your glass, but I switched them, you fool! <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, that's really funny. And I think it's funny watching it. I always feel like that guy is in it a lot. And he's really not. Yeah, it's the very beginning and then he dies. Time. So it's just kind of funny. But he's like such a big character in The Princess Bride, which is great. Yeah. Um, for me, I would have to say that I just really like Fezzik. I'm a big Fezzik fan. So, uh, I don't really know what else to say besides that, I guess. Uh, so any part I can't really in. do any impressions. It's pretty bad. So I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. I really like Fezzik. All of his lines and stuff are just gold. So and he's such a good friend. So, but anyway. Uh, okay. Oh, so get ready for this trivia question because you are going to probably hate me after this. But here is my lovely, wonderful trivia question for you, Gabe. <laughs> it is... What is the craft that hangs on the closet door behind Grandfather as he's reading The Beloved Princess Bride? Okay. And then my <laughs> trivia question goes with my favorite quote of the movie, which is, as you wish. I know that's probably pretty generic, but that is my favorite quote from the whole movie. Specifically when he's falling down the hill after Buttercup pushes him over. Um, But my trivia question is... How many times is the phrase, as you wish, said in The Princess Bride? And just so you know, we asked each other these questions, and she did not know what the craft was of, but I guessed the exact number, and I had I was not counting she during guessed. the movie. I she guessed, and I guessed. got it exactly correct. So, no pressure or anything, but I did get it correct. So, just saying. So, in conclusion, Victory, what do you think? Um, you know, overall, I would just like to say that the music in this movie is fantastic. Every little jab and and bow, or not bow, but sword swing and everything going directly with all the, the sound music effects and everything is so funny and just classic. Um, and also, you know, where else are you gonna find warthog faced buffoon type insults to throw in? <laughs> Um, it's just classic, and uh, everyone probably wishes that they had a grandpa who would read them this classic uh, tale when they're sick. So I would agree. One last challenge for everyone who's listening. If you haven't done this, I highly recommend you listen to the words of the song at the very end of the movie credits rolling. The credit song. That said, that's, it's by, uh, I believe, Willie DeVille, and it's called Storybook <laughs> Love, and it just really ends this movie on a on a high note it just sums up the whole movie in song <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> so gabe thanks for having us watch this movie again it was a you're blast. welcome yeah and uh this little like review thing was kind of fun <laughs> so anytime you want us to have us back just let us know oh uh, yeah as long as it's pg or less <laughs> yeah well just Susan, <laughs> all right you can come bye back. right now <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> yep okay so um i wasn't recording when she was saying the the trivia question but my reaction was what <laughs> what in the world he threw his head back and was just like you got to be kidding me that was that was ridiculous wow i think i just peeked the crap out of everything okay um what was that the trivia question was uh what was the craft so i, I had mm-hmm. to ask susan what craft what are you talking about like, like warcraft oh arts and crafts oh okay that kind of crafts so uh, uh it's uh, i don't know it's a crayon drawing of 
a baseball player. I have no idea. Do you remember? I'm pretty sure it is Santa made out of like cotton balls and paper and like maybe a paper plate or something. That makes so it's much some, sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Santa though. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. Yeah. Great, great. And the, oh man, the number of as you wishes. Are you kidding me? I don't okay, know if all I right. I remember all right. the answer to so, this. So uh, go ahead and look it up. I'm going to deductive reasoning this. It's not English, but. Who cares? <laughs> uh, okay. So he says it when the grandpa first brings it up. And then, so that's when he's chopping wood. And then when she says, I want to see my face in my saddle by morning, he says it again. Uh, he says it when he gets the pot from above her head in the kitchen for no reason. She was just like testing him. And, uh, I feel like he says it again as Dread Pirate Roberts. Wait, is it just him or just in general? Was that was the question? The question is in general. Okay. How many times is it? Um, oh, man. He, the the grandpa says it, obviously, in when he is explaining it. Um, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Thinking does not make good content. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to, like, fill space and talk while I'm thinking. I don't think the grandpa says it again after that. I'm going to say I have five on my fingers right now that are like confirmed. Oh, when he falls down the the hill, which like you literally mentioned. So how about I was going to go what whatever I could remember. I was going to go one above that. So seven. Okay. Do you have the answer? Yes, I do. What is it? The answer is five. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought I just... Okay. All right. Well, he go ahead. He says it three times at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. he says it falling down the hill, and that's mm-hmm. it. Wait, 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 wait. Does the gra- did the grandpa say it in that video? Yes. Okay. And did you remember it was five? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was five, but I wasn't confident in my remembering of it because mm-hmm. this was a long time ago great okay yeah i think it was like a year and a half or something like that yeah Get so it, i just remember i was like when we started to watch it to prepare for your podcast mm. i thought to myself i'm gonna record it and see how many times that he says it in the movie and so i counted them and i only got to five by the end of it when the grandfather says it i'm like really that's it. I almost changed my trivia question because like five times, that's pretty lame. But unbelievable. Yeah. What did I say? Falling down the hill, the the chopping wood, the thing, the the saddle, the grandpa. Grabbing the pot. I said that already. Yeah. The thing is that what the thing was, and you just no, repeating. that was the saddle. <laughs> oh, the saddle. All right, whatever. You go. You guys can go back and listen to it. Maybe I will too. Oh well. Yeah. There you go. I th- What am I? Zero sure. for seven? I don't think I got any of these. I'm so cocky, and I didn't think I got any of them. <laughs> this is pathetic. What a waste of a year and a half. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Look at that. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this movie. <laughs> that that was the whole point of Everyone having, else saying yeah, it for you. having other people say stuff for me. I think I had something to say to Victory. What was it? Let's see. 
Something about mirror, mirror. Yeah, um, I started taking notes like halfway through because y'all did a good uh, amount of time there. Um, yeah, Mirror, Mirror was... I didn't like that movie. Anytime somebody go uh, like sets out to make a movie that is supposed to be like Princess Bride kind of doing the same thing, I just don't like it. I can't, I can't stand it. Um, what was the other one? Stardust. Stardust was the other one. They were like, people would tell me, this is this is the new Princess Bride, and I watched it probably with that expectation, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's no. gonna lead you down. Yeah, yeah. It, I had way too high of expectations, but still, I I still don't like that movie. I don't think I've seen it. I mean, Robert De Niro. You would think Robert De Niro like dressing in drag and like just he's like by himself. Like he just for some reason likes wearing dresses and like spinning around or something you would think that'd be kind of funny susan doesn't she's giving me a disgusted face and shaking her head but um but it it wasn't funny they had plenty of peeking the microphone uh they had a lot of like really interesting ideas that they did nothing with like the stars being sentient and they can take on human form that's kind of cool uh, little peek into my mind. That's something that I thought of a long time ago, and I think that that would be that would make like some cool characters in a fantasy story. But if that if that'll ever happen, we'll we'll see. But no, it just Stardust wasn't funny. Mirror Mirror to me wasn't very funny either. It didn't really add anything to the Snow White like story. And Ella Enchanted, I guess, was okay. I like Ella Enchanted. But hey, it's a, maybe you can't make a like a funny fantasy movie without. I think Ellen Chandler more is like a Cinderella though than a mockumentary or whatever. Yeah, no, well, yeah, but it's still like a funny version of a fantasy story. True, very lighthearted. Yeah, comedy mm-hmm. style. So I would think that that would be more along the lines of this, maybe like Robin Hood Men in Tights, which I haven't seen yet. So I don't know. <sighs> mirror mirror was not very good uh <laughs> let's see what else was i gonna say tastes like strawberry what it's from mirror mirror oh you didn't do an impression <laughs> <laughs> i don't do impressions hmm. i just did one of what your lips taste like strawberry <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to do one from princess bride just of somebody you even did the Valerie line, and you didn't really do an impression. I think, right? I something. I don't know. <sighs> Do we ever answer that question? Now, now it's been so long, even since we started recording this, because it's been like a week. I don't even remember. I think somebody asked about who was what was the name of Matt Max's like wife. So maybe I did actually get a point because I knew that one. Who knows? Who knows? You know if you're listening to this because it's only been a half an hour for you. Um, Victory's, Victory's impression was actually very good, and I wanted to tell her that. Uh, the insults are great. I n- I've never... Yeah, uh-huh. it's pretty good. <laughs> she did it very well. Um, also, Troy. I didn't mention that Troy did a really good job with his. He's, uh, he's got a future mm-hmm. in voice acting there. See, I didn't need to do an impression because he did my favorite scene. The whole thing. Okay, good. Good cop out. Mm-hmm. Um, I n- have never noticed that the music goes with the action. 
I'm sure you're right, Victory, but I've never noticed that. It's pretty cool. And yes, she is correct. The song the song is like the those 90s movies where they have Will Smith, because he starred in the movie, he'll just do a rap at the end, and it just tells the entire story of the entire movie. Uh, or like Ninja Turtles rap, I think, does that too. It's just... It's the same idea where it's a song that just tells the whole movie. So and isn't this the movie with at the very end of the credits it says something about it being completely fictional? You're not supposed to take it literally or something. Like there's a really funny quote at the end or is it like at the, the end of it, like a disclaimer, but it's just it's really just <laughs> making fun of disclaimers. You're you're probably right. That's probably one of I'm those sure. that yeah. Yeah. That's that's where you learn that the the priest guy is called the impressive clergyman. That it's just it's just <laughs> the greatest like over the top random name ever. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been the Princess Bride, a year and a half in the making. <laughs> I literally had a joke uh, of the first time that I tried to do this. No, the second time that I tried to do this, like three months ago, I was like, not even three months. It was like such a long time ago. The joke was that somebody could have had a baby in the time that <laughs> this is taken. And that was that was back when I quit my job at Octopharma, like almost a year ago. Goodness gracious. Yep. Yep. I was like, it's, it's been nine months and somebody could have had a baby. Somebody could have been pregnant for nine months and had a baby, and I still haven't put out the stupid podcast. But now I have, a year and a half later at least. Yes. Probably been more than that, because it's November now. Right, if it's a, it was a year and then nine months, so, yeah. So more like two years then. Yeah. So Victory was right. Going on two years. Victory came in, and she was like, two years later. It's like, I was like, no, it's a year and a half. Actually, it's, I think it's two years. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, I hope it was worth it. Maybe we'll do another one of these. Never. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find me at Gabe in the Box on all social media that I care to be on. Where can they find you, Susan? Only on Twitter, at Prof31Susan. Amazing. I just got my friend Abby to change her her Twitter uh, name because she's had two twitter accounts one abby goulet which like it's perfect she got her name like just her name yeah, and no i'm numbers, so jealous nothing added yeah. I'm, yeah right i'm so jealous because i have the john smith of mexican names and i can never do that i can never get my just my name on any social media but she had that and also like hey it's abby g so i got her to move her so it was like Actual one name right one was like the business one and one was like her fun one and uh now she's gonna use abby goulet for everything and slowly phase out the other one and make you know her business one also her personal so i just love it um we'll see if we can get susan to do Don't something <laughs> <laughs> i've tried <laughs> hasn't happened yet well then all of these will be irrelevant so it'll be a good story though because <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> okay, at Prov31Susan, just there on Twitter. At Bargain Bin Pod on Twitter and Instagram, if those are still kicking. I recently put 
an update on at Bargain Bid Pod, and then I retweeted it with my normal uh, account just because it has more followers. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing with that whole account. So <laughs> here we go. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Troy for donating and for submitting. You're awesome, dude. See you next time. Bye.